You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Tia McNelly. I'm Jess Biondo. And I'm Michaela Hooper. This week, we are so privileged to be interviewing Melissa Camera Wilkins. She has just released a new book called Permission Granted. And guys, this week's episode is dense. Oh, it's so good. Her message is literally everything we want to say as collected. <laughs> I, I kept thinking, let the choir sing. Yes. This is so good. It is so good. And... Stick around after the uh, interview because we have a beautiful, beautiful treat for you um, by Michaela and our dear friend, Seth Snyder. And we'll talk more about it afterwards, but don't fast forward through our outro yeah, because it is worth it. Yeah. You don't want to miss this, guys. <laughs> yes. So here is our interview with Melissa Camara wilkins Hey, Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to hear um, more about your book, Permission Granted. But before we dive into the actual content of the book, how did you decide to become an author or what was the process that you went through to write this book in the first place? Yeah. Oh, such a fun question. Okay. So I have six kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest is six. My oldest is 19 right wow. now. So it's really fun, fun age range. And um, when I had just the first three or so, we had, you know, like three under five um, in the very beginning, I felt like I needed something in my life that would stay done, mm-hmm. right? Everything in my life I would do, it would come undone again almost immediately, <laughs> right? Like you, you tidy the thing and it's like destroyed again, or you change the diaper and there's another diaper five minutes later, like the stuff it <laughs> just goes on and on. on. Um, but I discovered around that time mm-hmm. that um, if I wrote something down and I hit publish on a blog post, it just stayed there. That's <laughs> it amazing. Just, it, it stayed done. It was the best thing. Um, and really, at that point, I didn't have um, a lot of adult conversation happening in my life either because, you know, you go to the park to meet other people or play group or whatever, and you have these, like, three-minute conversations interrupted by somebody needs something and then you come back and you forgot what you were saying and so there was not like a lot of uninterrupted conversation in my day either um so that old school blogging was so helpful for both those things both the like I can do a thing and it will just stay there until I come back I love Um, that also (laughs) yeah and then also people would comment back you know back in the day um and we'd have conversations there like whenever we had those little pockets of time so that was how I started writing um and how I kind of got hooked on that because you know, it feels great to have something that'll stay done when nothing else does. Um, so that's kind of its own reward. You just get to keep coming back and doing that again and again. Yeah, that's great. Well, so and now you have this this incredible book, Permission Granted. Would you would you mind giving us kind of like a quick quick synopsis and like a premise for the book? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've always been the kind of person who could see all the things that seem to be expected of me, right? All the life rules about how to show up and the right things to say and do and how, what you're supposed to look like and all of that. Mm. I just couldn't do it, right? I could see mm. all the things that everybody else seemed to be able to do. Mm. Um, and I just, I just couldn't, right? I, I had too many opinions to show up as 
quiet. Um, I have too many kids <laughs> to show up as quiet, right? I have just too many feelings to be like, go with the flow or low maintenance. Like none of that worked for me at all. Um, but I felt like I could see all the things that were expected and like everybody else seemed to be able to do them. And I couldn't, and it felt terrible. Um, oh. And while I was in that space of like, I just don't have to do with this, right? Like I can, I can see what I'm supposed to be. I can't be that. I keep trying and I keep feeling further away from, from feeling connected in my life. Oh, that's so relatable. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And, you know, the more I think we try to hide from other people how we're not measuring up, the, the more disconnected we feel from ourselves and from our lives. Oh, come on. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was in that space and I went to hear a girlfriend of mine speak on a stage and she was talking about um, shame and connection and judgment. And she said, you know, we have to stop judging ourselves and each other because people all are the way they are for a good reason. Mm. Like, it's just, it's not shocking that you are how you are and who you are right now, right? You Mm -hmm. got here somehow, you have, there's a history, there's a personality, there's this person that you were made to be um, that all comes together to, to where you are right now. And that doesn't so mean good. you can't keep growing. And it doesn't mean you can't keep, you know, learning new things and changing and incorporating those things into, into who you are. But where you are right now is not wrong. It just is, right? Yeah. This just is where you is. <laughs> is where you are. It's <laughs> where you is. <laughs> it is where you are. Um, oh my gosh. Luckily, in the book, we have an editor, so we know. Although I like it the me. first way you said it, because it kind of just drives the point home. It's the way you is. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, so great. Yeah. So for me, I had to um, like really think about that, because that's not how I was showing up in my life. Right? That was not the truth I was living with, was that mm. I was allowed to be who I am. I was living as though the truth was I was not yet good enough. And mm. when I could get to that place of being as good as everybody else seemed to be, then I could start showing up as who I really was. Oh, what um, a devious little lie. Oh. I know, right? Yeah. It, just, it pushes you further and further away from the truth of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this book, Permission Granted, is the story of how I learned to give myself permission to be who I really am in all the different areas of my life, in my relationships, um, just in how I spend my time, in how I show up for myself, in how I make decisions, just all the different different areas of my life, and also how you can start doing that for yourself, too, how you can give yourself permission to show up as who you really are. That's good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So how does this simplify our lives? Like, I know you talk Mm -hmm. about that when we let go of expectations and we show up as our real, gloriously imperfect self. How does it simplify Mm -hmm. our lives? Yeah. Well, I think the truth is when we're not showing up as who we really are, we're making everything more complicated, Mm -hmm. right? We have to we have to remember who expects what of us and how we're going to show up over here versus over there. Um, it's just complicated. Yeah. And when you start saying, you know what, this, I can't do that anymore. This is who I really am. I have to be this person in every area, right? You know how you're going to show up with your kids and with your partner and with your friends and with people you haven't met yet. You know, it's the same, it's the same you everywhere you go. You're bringing that real self out into the world in all those different places. It's hard because you have that fear of judgment, you have that wondering of what people are going to think and who's going to fall away and who's going to stick around. But it's so much simpler because you don't have to keep track of all of yes. the all of the stuff, mm-hmm. and you get you get to be seen. Right mm-hmm. when you start saying this is who I really am, you get to start really connecting with people from that place of this is who I am, um, and I'd like to know who you really are too, and connect as that as those people. Mm, that's so. Ooh, good. I love that part. I love what you just said. This is who you really are. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think 
that it activates something in in, a, in another person mm-hmm. when we're mm-hmm. willing to be real. That's so good. Yeah, open the absolutely. door. That's I find so that really that, challenging really... too. As a, I'm a three <laughs> on the enneagram, and so mm-hmm. that kind of hits me in a different way because I can be a bit of a chameleon and sort of like adapt to fit a room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that staying true to myself and being the same everywhere people find me is so important and challenging. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I struggle with that as a two on the Enneagram. Yeah. Of constantly <laughs> wanting to like not be an inconvenience or like merge mm-hmm. to try and fit what I think someone else needs. But really that's doing them a disservice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I don't really know what they need. Like, yeah. I don't know. The world needs me to be who I was created to be. Amen. And if that's not mm-hmm. what someone needs, then, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such an invitation, too, to the other person that when you show up as who you really are, and you're, yep. it's a brave thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you're inviting them into that same space where they can choose to be who they really are, too. And they know it's safe to do that because you're already doing it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, and that's the only place you can find true intimacy and -hmm. really be seen and loved and valued. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is good stuff. Just getting started. We are. (laughs) 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 Um, So back to the book. Um, There's this beautiful moment that you write about in the book where you're holding your newborn son, Owen, um, and mm-hmm. just looking at the packed calendar and you realize that you have been simply passing the time um, rather than filling your days with meaning. What changes did you make after that point? We love to give our listeners like practical steps of how they can apply this. So what kind of changes did you make? Yeah, absolutely. So Owen's my second. So I had at that point, um, Abigail, who was almost three when he was born. Um, like this little two, almost three-year-old and a newborn. And he was born right at the beginning of the month. He's on the, the fifth of month. And so I realized he's a couple of weeks old and I'm looking at my calendar and every day was packed full of stuff right up until he was born. And then it was just empty after no. that. And I realized, oh, okay. So either I've totally lost my grip on what matters, right? Cause my days have completely changed or the things I was doing didn't matter so much in the wow. first place. Wow. And for me, that was the truth that I was just passing the time. I was filling it up because I was afraid to look at um, the truth of new parenthood, right? New parenthood is this weird, mm-hmm. like the ground <laughs> just keeps shifting underneath your feet. And you're like, am I doing anything right? I have no idea. Um, and, <laughs> and nothing I sticks. Wanna, <laughs> nothing, nothing stays. Sticks, nothing stays done. Um, and I was afraid to hold still long enough to look right at that mm-hmm. and to see you know, do I like this place where I am right now? Do I like how I'm showing up uh, in this place and with these circumstances that are all new and, you know, where I feel totally disoriented and, um, you know, kind of doubting myself. I don't have confidence in that new role yet. Um, I didn't want to hold still long enough to ask those hard questions. I didn't even want to hear them. I didn't want them to come up. Um, So I just kept my days really full and I didn't even realize I was doing it. Um, But, you know, if you just keep going from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, you never even have time to notice what you aren't paying attention to. So, So in that space, I knew I had the choice to either fill that calendar right back up again, if that was important, or I could stop and see why it was that I was filling it up in the first place. That's so so that was what I 
chose to do. And I think that's a really great first step. If you are looking at your days and your calendar and you're thinking, I just don't even have time to think, um, finding a way to step back, even, you know, for me, it was, that was a big chunk of time that I was like, we're going to just stop because I can. Um, but even if you just have an afternoon, right, where you just cross everything off the list, or even just an hour where you say, I'm not going to schedule anything in this space, just so I can be alone with myself and see kind of what comes up, right? What's, what is it that wants to come up in you and rise to the surface? What wants to get asked that maybe you're not knowing because every time there's a minute, you're picking up Instagram, right? Or you're scrolling through Facebook or whatever the thing is that you're filling in all those little bits of time with, um, that you can instead just give yourself a little bit of space, give yourself a gift of that space to see what comes up and what you need to, to look at. That's so good. You know, and that, I think that I exist in this constant state of feeling like, okay, well, while I'm doing these meaningless things that pass the time, Mm -hmm. I have this constant, like almost like oppressive feeling of what I should be doing instead. Mm. And I know Mm -hmm. that a lot of us do have a really complicated relationship with the word should. And I remember Mm -hmm. the book you share an insight that I hadn't heard before about Mm. how to handle the shoulds in our lives. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about kind of our true assignment there. What did you discover about that? Absolutely. Okay. So should, okay, being a person who's like, I can see all the things that are expected of me, <laughs> should should always felt like an assignment, right? Mm-hmm. Someone would say to me, oh, you should try that coffee place. And I felt like, okay, I had better either try that coffee place or think of a good reason why I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> right? But the truth is, like, the people in your life are not there to assign you a research paper every time you sit down for a cup of tea, right? They That's not what they're really trying to do mm-hmm. when they say, here's what you should do. Um I think other people, when they bring that into our lives, they're just trying to tell us something about themselves. They're telling us, this is something that brought me joy or somewhere that I found meaning in my life. And they're just telling us about it, right? You should read that book. You should check out this podcast. You should enroll your kids in that activity, whatever it is. It's something that works for them. And the truth is, all I have to do is listen. Mm. I don't actually have to respond to that in any way with my life, right? I don't have to do any action. I don't have to sign up for anything. I don't even have to explain why I'm not going to. <laughs> Come on. Oh yeah. That's, that's a big one for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But really they're just trying to tell me something about themselves. So if I can just listen, if I can say the real assignment for me here is to be present for this person and just listen and hear what it is that they have to say, um, that's all that's required of me in that space. And then when you're saying that to yourself, cause that's um, something else you mentioned there is telling yourself, here's what I should be doing. I think that's a really tricky one because sometimes we've internalized other people's should they've given us, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's that same thing where someone else said, oh, you should, and you've taken that on. But sometimes, at least for me, when I hear that in the back of my head, you should, you should, you should, I'm trying to guilt myself into making change. Mm. And the truth for me is that change never, good change at least, never comes from a place of guilt and shame. The the only way that I get to a good place of change is by inviting myself there, right? And loving myself and saying, this is this is where you are. You are where you are. That's fine. And now maybe we'll make some steps in this direction. 
Listeners, we are so grateful for our sponsor for season two of The Collected Podcast, the Gebhardt Sleep Group with Baird Financial. We have our friend David Gebhardt at our disposal to answer your questions about your finances. And so we have asked some of you to send us your questions. And today we have one that we want to ask. So we're going to call Dave. All right, let's ring him in. Hey, this is Dave. Hey, Dave, this is The Collected Podcast. Hi, Dave. Well, hello, ladies. We have a question for you from one of our listeners. They say, I'm feeling the pinch at Christmas. What would be my first step with managing the demands of my finances while keeping the goals for my family in mind? Great question. Great question. You know, this time of year, we're getting so close to Christmas. There's so many demands on our money. We want to be charitable. We want to take care of our families. We want to have them enjoy a very special time of year. And it really just comes down to having a controlled behavior with money. And it's funny how when you have more money, you would think that it becomes easier. It actually becomes harder because it seems like the enemy gives us more opportunity to spend money. There's more demands on our money. And having a budget sounds so elementary, but the more money you have, the more important it is to think six months, two years, 10 years down the road. That's where every part of your budget is accounted for. Every investment is very specific. And, you know, it was such a, a pleasure to hear the interview with Melissa and what an impact she's making with her book that I just want to give listeners the opportunity to, you know, maybe give them a, a little more incentive to just ask these questions about how to have the right controlled behavior, controlled perspective. My team and myself are trained in this. We have a lot of experience in this. We work for a hundred year old company in there. This is our hundredth anniversary this year. We've been around a long time. We have a lot of resources to help you figure this out. I want to give the first person to email me a question, a copy of Melissa's book. Give yourself an early Christmas present and ask the question. Guys, a free book. So all great. you have to that do is ask a question. It's amazing. <laughs> and all of David's contact info is in our show notes. So yes. all you have to do is click there, send him an email or uh, call him on the phone, and he can help you set up a budget to prepare for long-term success with your finances. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. Get ready. Get ready. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Bye. I think it's really easy to get wrapped up in that, what we, in that thing of like that process, that mental process of what, what should I do or what, you know, if I, if I only did this, then maybe this, you know, and I think sometimes like what you were saying about just listening and being able to be present in that way is huge. And I think, I think people sense that in us when we're fully present in a moment like that, instead of trying to figure out what to do next or even how to respond Mm -hmm. in a moment like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's powerful. I am, I was telling the girls that I was talking to a family member and they were talking about they, how they should have done this and they should have done that. And I was like, we just got to leave the shoulds at the door, you know, like, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we can get so stuck in that, that we actually never do anything at all. Um, That's so good. Yeah. So it can be paralyzing. Well, 
Melissa, what is something that you do yourself to remain rooted in your true identity? Mm-hmm. As you're challenging people through your book and just mm-hmm. through your life, what's something that you do? Gosh, okay, so many things. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> truly, I think that making space for listening, however that works for you, wherever you are, if you have five minutes for that, if you have you know, the space to say, I'm going to spend a whole Saturday just being quiet with myself. I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing I do every day that is really helpful is I keep an enough list. So, okay, this is, it's not my to-do list, right? That's, uh, I'm really good at lists. I can make a whole long to-do list of everything I think I need to do today, which at the end of the day will just be a giant list of things I didn't do today because I never get to all the things on the list. Um, But my enough list is just, these are the three things that will be enough for today. Right. These are the things that matter the most to me. If I get to these, it was enough. And anything else that happens is just a bonus on top of that. And so it's super helpful for me for organizing my day. But then over time, I can start to look at what did I pick for those three, those three things day after day after day? Um, was it the stuff that really that I'm saying really matters to me? Right? Am I picking the things that I would say, these are my top values? Um, is that actually stuff I'm picking? Because sometimes it's not. And so then I get to go back and look and say, okay, I keep saying this thing matters to me. And that's really um, important to, to how I want to show up in the world, but it's not actually showing up in my days. So either I need to change how I'm showing up in my days, or I need to rethink what I what really matters to me, right? What I'm saying is the thing that matters. Um, so it's this neat reminder to check in every day with, am I showing up how I want to show up? Is this still true for me? Right? Cause your values change over time. How you want to show up in the world is going to change over time. Um, but it's this, that helpful reminder day to day. And then also long-term to look at how have I been showing up? What's been shifting for me? Um, and just this still feel right for me. Hmm. That's really, really practical. Yeah. So as you've been developing these concepts to write the book and just live them in your own life, what fruit have you seen come out of this? Or what ways has God opened surprising doors for you as you've walked out this truth? Mm, That's such a fun question. So one thing for me that's been really interesting is, um, you know, I wrote the book, the book, the book creating process takes a good long time. It's a couple of years of write the book, edit the book, the book you know, goes off to the printer and everyone else has their pieces of the, of the bookmaking thing. Um, and then it comes back and then it goes out into the world and there's this season of, of book launch and it, you know, goes out to readers and then I'm going to hear back from people. And it's been really interesting for me to see how the same stuff that I had to work through in writing the book, um, gets to come back up again for me, right? Oh, like all really? of your, oh, yeah. <laughs> all of your oh, same shoot. hard stuff, it just comes <laughs> back around again. Um, and you get to look at it from a different angle and say, okay, here's what I learned about this before. And look, here's how I'm being invited to um, either remember the truth that I know or to step into it in a deeper way. Um, so wow. that, I think that that's a thing that happens to all of us, right? That the same things we've had to learn tend to keep coming back around again mm-hmm, yeah. to just, check back in and say, okay, did we, did we learn that for sure? (laughs) Do we still believe that? Um, Or, you know, how are we going to see it from a different angle or um, move into it more deeply? Yeah. I heard there's, I forget which one it is, but there's um, an uh, Oswald Chambers utmost for his highest 
uh, devotional, there's a day that he talks about how God will bring us back to the same place until we're like truly sanctified Mm. um, around that matter. And I don't remember exactly how he put it, but that always comes to mind and and it's so true. Mm. And I am putting that little piece of advice in my back pocket. (laughs) Well, and Melissa, thank you for sharing that because as you were saying that, I felt so strongly that someone listening needed to specifically hear that Mm -hmm. because, Mm. you know, someone is out there who you feel like you are back in the same place where you thought you were done with this struggle. Um, It's okay to be back there. Like you can get through this again and you will learn something new this time and you still have freedom, you know, from whatever this is, even if you feel like it keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. So I hope that really encourages someone to know they're not the only one who goes through that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I think we get to keep visiting those same places sometimes. Um, and sometimes there's an invitation in that. Sometimes there's something new that we're being invited to. Sometimes it's also just you get to remember, oh, hey, I've been here before and I know the way out of this place. Yeah. Right. I know. I know where the door is um, and I get to choose that. And other times it's we get to sit with it a little while and, mm-hmm. and um, be invited into healing in a, a new and different way. Yeah. Wow. Melissa, I am so grateful that you were able to join us and that we were able to kind of give people a little teaser about your book, Permission Granted. Um, Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And it is out now. It came out in November, correct? Absolutely. It is out now, out in the world, everywhere the books are sold, as they say. (laughs) And where can people find you? And we'll put links to all of this in our show notes. Absolutely. So you can find me and links to all my social, et cetera, at melissacamarawilkins.com. But you can also get there from permissiongrantedbook.com, which is a little bit easier to spell. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, before we go, is there any final word of wisdom or encouragement you'd like to leave um, with our listeners? Oh, yes. Um, You know, we talked about so many things. um, And I just want to invite all of us to remember that you are this person for a reason and nobody else has to give you permission to be who you really are. Mm -hmm. That's just you. Like you have the option to give yourself permission right now Mm -hmm. to be the person who you really are. And I know some of us, especially as women, um, sometimes we are taught that it's not okay to do that, right? That you can't trust yourself or that you need to take care of everybody else before you start to think about who you really are Mm -hmm. and what you really need. Mm -hmm. But that is just not true. Like you are part of the whole thing. This whole world here, you are part of it. And if you are not whole and healthy and showing up as who you really are, we as a whole group are not as strong as we could be. Mm-hmm. We need you to be who you really are. And you absolutely have permission to be that person. And the only person who gets to give you permission is you. You get to give you permission to be who you really are. Come on. I feel free. Wow. I mean, that's like a mic drop. Yeah, so good. (laughs) Yes. Everyone, if you have just listened to this interview, go buy Melissa's book because this is powerful, life changing content. It's amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you all so much. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for being here, Melissa. (laughs) So fun. I don't know about you guys, but I feel a little bit lighter Mm -hmm. after that interview because I just feel like everything that she talks about is releasing yourself from obligation, guilt, shame, expectations expectations Mm -hmm. that 
we so often place on ourselves mm-hmm. and we like I think sometimes I think that other people are putting those expectations on me mm-hmm. but in actuality it's me that's putting so many of those expectations on myself yeah that's true and there was so much freedom in what Melissa shared yeah like yeah I'm just blown away me too yeah free is a good word for it I felt so free listening to what she was saying yeah yeah you know, permission truly is granted for us to be our gloriously imperfect selves. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect book title. It is. And she was so wonderful. Oh, man, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to be buds. I know. Too bad she lives on the other side of the country. Yeah, she's in California. That's right. We have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are kind of wrapping up the year. Yeah. It is almost Christmas time. Merry Christmas, friends. Yes, you won't Merry hear Christmas. from us again until after Christmas. Um, but... As we kind of wrap up the year. And the decade. And the decade and all, I mean, so many things. Yeah. We wanted to give you, our Patreon uh, subscribers, if you are a patron, a special year-end gift. So head on over to Patreon. And if you don't support our show, but you love it and you listen to it every week, we ask you to just commit to us financially. Anywhere from $1 up gets you access to more resources, more interviews, um, more freebies. I have some Spreza downloads on there. So many things just to show our appreciation of you, our listeners, who support us financially uh, because it makes a difference in our show. It keeps the lights on and it allows us to do this, um, Mm -hmm. which we love to do and we hope it benefits you. Yeah. So Tia, what do we have for them this time around? So we have um, an exclusive episode that is giving a behind the scenes look at our most recent retreat. And so you can get a better look at what it's really like um, to be at a collected event and the kinds of things that the Lord is up to um, when we gather together in that way. And then additionally, I'm sharing something over on Patreon that Drumroll. yeah <laughs> that is not going to be shared again until my book in the name of Jesus is published. Amen. <laughs> and so this is this is a big piece of content, a very practical process um, that I go through and that I take people through and that has kind of shifted through the process of writing um, my book proposal and kind of uh, solidified a little better this process of um, annual reflection and review. And so, um, yeah, go over there, take good notes, learn a little bit more about soul care coaching too, because that's something that you could enter into. Um, and if you want to learn more about the kinds of things that that I talk about, you could head over to tiamcnelly.com. And if you want to learn more about coaching, tiamcnelly.com slash coaching. Or email me, hello at tiamcnelly.com. <laughs> you have all the things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, listeners, we love you and we yes, wish we you the merriest of Christmases. We pray you're surrounded by friends and family and food and cozy yes. trees and lights and just all wonderful, the wonderful intimacy things. with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so to usher you out into the Christmas season, we have this wonderful treat for you. Yes. Michaela and our friend, our dear friend, Seth Snyder, um, who has an album out called Pitch Black Pines, um, put this together for you, and we hope it's a blessing. We'll link to Seth's music in the show notes. Enjoy, and Merry Christmas. Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King 
for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is recorded and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Alon.